actually. That's what we're going to do before I start rambling. Okay, so let's turn this up a bit. Just a bit, just a bit. That looks, eh, maybe it's too much. I like I, that. I'm just that pale. I like so. that. I like that. I've got a lot of sun. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, why did I start the podcast? We're just going to jump right into cool. it. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. So, we had mentioned before when you got here yeah. that you really enjoyed the psych set that we played at Club Cafe together. Yes. 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 And yeah. it's very common to be in a situation when you play shows with bands and you maybe get to talk for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's it. And then, right. you know, either you're around each other and you're just spaced out like that post show sort of like yeah. high it's drunk right staggerness yeah. thing, or you're just rushing around and it's just like time to go. You don't yeah. have to yeah. link up with anybody. So one reason for starting the show is just being able to have a reason to actually like sit down and talk. There's no instruments or gear right. or right. hard time frames. Nice. Yeah. And the other thing too was I was on a show five years ago. It was like the first podcast I was ever on. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to it and, Telling myself, like, man, I really suck at talking to people. Like, it just, <laughs> it was not, it was not good. So I wanted to uh, try to get better at talking to people. And I don't know, but nobody else at the time was doing like a Pittsburgh music podcast. Well, and now is, there are a few. This now. is our first podcast. Is it? This is, great. This is. yes. So so, so nice. gentle. Please. So Please first gentle. podcast in yes. the new space. It's yes. Beautiful. Yes. This is it amazing. is amazing. Um, I want beautiful. to. I like the hot tub over here. We did have a webcast for a brief time on ours. It was, okay. it was called Standard Webcast. And it was, we would have a bands come in. And I, I, I'm a carpenter by trade. And I built this big, long table. It was on a deck at my old house. And um, we would bring it. It was mostly singer-songwriters. We would have maybe a couple bands. But they would um, uh, play three songs. And they would give us like one song. And we would learn. And we would, our band would play with them all acoustic. And like Paul Caustic was one is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Popeye was another one. But um, to, to to do this, I think we only did like four or five episodes because I moved. <laughs> so so our new house, I haven't, I don't have the space for, I've set up yet to do that. But I'm um, always amazed that you, you're five years in right now. Yes, so congratulations yes, to I that. So finally get so this much. space. So this is and really everything. cool. I've, I've enjoyed. Uh, I enjoy the hot episodes. tub over there. Is that a full service bar? Is that a bar <laughs> over there? Is that? I, I do want to apologize for anybody that hasn't that's watching that doesn't recognize the fact that I'm wearing the same shirt as the last episode. This is still <laughs> the fir- this is still the first day at the new studio. Right. So any issues that I addressed that I was going to fix on the last episode, they are not fixed yet because that was only about an hour and a half ago. And I definitely took my time in between to go downstairs and have a beer and some food. So deal with it. Oh, the first. We won't uh, even know any different. And so. before we get into my guests this week, let's get into my episode. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and seltzer water in the fridge. Today... I am joined by two friends, two fifths or two fourths of standard broadcast. Just half, half a standard half, two fourths. Yeah. Two Introduce fourths. yourselves to the people. Yes, I'm Leland Shaw. I'm from Standard Broadcast. I play the cello, and my name is Nathan J. And I play piano and I'm lead vocals. So yeah. cello, piano, mm-hmm. vocals. What kind of corny music is this? 
<laughs> uh, the generic uh, label would be, I guess, just pretty much indie rock. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. It's a good blend of everything because you don't hear a cello in anything, especially more of like indie rock. You might hear it in like One Republic. Sure. But as more and more you're hearing into more folk, more of like lumineers. Yeah. So now we're still taking it in that indie route yeah. and that pop. Yeah, and the, the thing that I think is really kind of unique is he is actually our bass end. Like, we don't have a bass. So it's just guitar, cello, piano, and drums. So Cool. So, yeah. It's a good blend. It's a yeah, very, no, very I love blend. that alternative approach to music because there are so many more instruments available mm-hmm. in the world outside yes. of your traditional yeah. things. And you yeah. can get a lot of really cool but familiar sounds mm-hmm. from those instruments. It's nice because, like, yes, I do play the bass end. But there are so many times I get that solo or I get that earworm where it's like, oh, I like that sound. I like that. So like our song, Be Without You, that's what I start with. You hear that right away. You hear that cello sound. And it's like, oh, okay. And it's it just like evolved from like a pop song to now it's like Yeah, he starts probably at least probably a third of our songs. Something like a cello solo, it just gets so exhausting. It's kind of so starting so. these songs. No, so. it's awesome. We're we're working on some new psychs and new violence stuff now. And nice. there's a couple tracks where like the bass is the lead nice. in some of the parts. And nice. it's a lot of fun. Just yeah. it just gives a different feel, you know, rather than always focusing on like synth or guitar yeah. or some weird vocal sample, which is what we're we typically do. Yeah. Having Justin take the lead on a lot of the parts is giving us like just a cool different feel. Yeah, just Great. changing it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of breaking yeah. it down. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Sometimes. Cool. So standard broadcast is in the building. <laughs> I should have asked you guys before we got started. This episode's gonna be going up on June twentieth. Okay. I'm gonna okay. shout out some dates that I have coming up. If you in the meantime want to think about anything that you have post June twentieth okay. <laughs> that you can promote. Yeah. Uh, so today, actually, I am going to actually probably right now, as you are watching this, I am currently at the track meet cypher. I am playing live beats while people do some freestyles. That's at the, uh, oh man, I forget what that place is called. Like the Royal brothers or something. Oh man, I apologize. It's in, uh, that's like Brighton Heights, Bellevue area. Okay. okay. What is that place called? Oh, I'm man. not familiar with the, that. The, yeah. the Royal something. I apologize. I should I should have my shit together. <laughs> but it'll but, be uh, up there. Track I'm, meet. I'm Chances are, right if, if you know what the track meet is, you know where it is. Anyways, so that's happening like literally right now. Most of the people that are watching this, it's gonna it's gonna be happened be anyway. So yeah, it, that day. Yeah. So, but you've time for June 22nd. Sykes and the New Violence is opening up for our good friends in Old Game. They have their album yes. release yeah. Yeah. at Cativo. We have a tie-in with that, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. so yes, that's June 22nd at Cativo. And then June 28th, shout-outs to some other friends. Harkin is having their album release at Mr. Smalls. Yes, one half of Dinosaur. Yes, yeah. excellent music. Yeah. I'm happy what she's doing with everything there. Yeah. And uh, I will be DJing that event. So nice. those are my events coming up now in the, nice. in the near future. What do you got? Okay, I was looking for it, but um, the tie-in with Old Game, is we're playing Deutschtown. Okay? Cool. And we'll be, I think it's 108 Forland. And I was trying to find the actual venue name, but I think it's like right across, like where the murals are, the main stage. So it'll be right there on Forland Avenue. And we play right before uh, Old Game. Awesome. So I, I think we played one other show with them and it was back at the Layer Cake Face Festival. I and, remember. Uh, so- I really enjoyed their music. <laughs> Yeah, and I know this will be a better event. Oh, sure, (laughs) sure. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them and some other people, and um, 
Yeah, we're pumped for that. Deutschtown will be yeah. fun for me this year because I'm not playing at all. So oh, really? I'm just nice. going. I'm just yeah. gonna walk around. And oh, enjoy chill it. Chill and hang. I mean, we're in the middle of it right here, so I might yeah. do some podcasts during right. the day. That could be fun. Bring a few Thank people you. in. Yeah, just, totally. You know. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to have no responsibility though. That's always the bummer. I don't like, blame you. I come down. <laughs> like last year, I, I rode my bike down from my house. I live right up the street, oh, nice. and I was just like riding around, going from like venue, watch like three songs, mm-hmm. rode over to another place, you know, get a beer, watch some more. I was like, oh man, I want to do this all day, but <laughs> yeah. then I had yeah. to like yes. find parking, load in you know and then the rest of my day was shot yeah much less, much less stressful yeah. No, yeah nothing against playing we, we didn't have a sound guy that showed up in our last, <laughs> our oh, last that's what we had so many times so it was pretty hectic oh. yeah but it all it, it all happened and we made it work so totally and that's yeah. uh that's the weekend of what june third or july 13th and 14th yes that's correct yes, right yep. that friday it's uh the friday the 13th yep it's Friday the. Is it Friday the thirteenth? It might be the twelfth or maybe or the 12th. Hopefully it's Friday the twelfth. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. None is of that, us. None of us. We weekend? literally know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we know absolutely nothing. So Friday uh, the twelfth. Okay, one thing good. that I used to do by myself that I'm trying to do now with people is actually go through listener questions so we don't have to you know talk about the history of your band why you play music and things like oh, that so we're just going straight into the ah, questions who cares okay. exactly you, you know why'd you why'd you why'd you start a band because music's tight right that's yeah. it yeah. and you want to have fun there we go end of uh, fucking um, story yeah, that's it cool never have to ask another band that question again Nailed it. <laughs> that's it. next question now, let, let's get into some listener questions and okay. then you know if if all works well this will tie into some okay other things that have to do with your band, correct? Great. Correct. So we got the screen up in here ready to go. I mentioned earlier that I burned through the first batch of listener questions, so let's get some more. All right. Ryan Dowden. So, how soon is too soon for a band to play a gig? Like, what constitutes being gig that, ready? That is an excellent question. <laughs> I'm going to take this one. Or at least do you want to start, start, start those off? I think you should start. Um, Whenever you think you're ready to play a gig, wait like three more months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just, I yes. turned I turned the brightness down a bit, yeah. Just because, of, yes. See, I got to figure out this screen situation, anyways. No, yeah, because yeah. I, I think back to our first gig, and which ironically was at Hambones, which even more ironically was Jeremy Kaywood was running sound for that, who is now one of my favorite people of all He's time. Such a in good the Pittsburgh music yeah. scene. He's a good dude, and yeah. he was like. Good most dude. gentle, easy to deal with sound guy, and we were just so nervous. And I think we have some like photos and video of that show. And man, is it frightening! But uh, yeah, and we were like, I'm like, we are ready to play this show. Yeah. And then uh, three months later, we were a lot better. So yeah, I've definitely noticed, not commonly, but I've seen it enough where there are bands that are just so hungry to play, yeah. mm-hmm. and like I totally get it and I relate with it, but. It really first impressions do yeah. tend to stick with some people. Yeah. Right. So I think that it really just matters the platform you're putting yourself on. Yeah. I would say like I've seen bands that are not gig ready, like agree to do like ticket sale shows and open <sighs> up for a national band and like it's a tragedy. The pay to play. Yeah. yeah I mean, which is that, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I say like if you're gonna put yourself into that environment, be ready. Right. You know, like I, I, it's one thing you got to start playing shows somewhere. Yeah. So if it's like a smaller show somewhere where it's pretty low risk. Yeah. See, you know, I remember well, the scene in um, Tenacious D pick of destiny where like Jack back is just playing. He's playing and Kyle's just like, boo. And he 
mean, like you see a beer bottle being thrown <laughs> at him and just thrown all this time. I feel like you need to be that ready that like, no matter whatever's going to go on, like I might be out of tune or I might right. break a string or like you might be flat on something or well, you just mess up on we, something. We saw, you uh, need to go and just continue through that. So yeah. like understand that you need to improvise whenever on the spot. So you, you might never be gig ready, but always be prepared for a plan B plan C and everything else from there. Well, I, I remember we saw and I, w- I would never hate on any bands because I've never did it, but I remember seeing a local show and this band was signed and they were super young. Like I want to say they were like 18, 19, 20 okay. or so. And I remember being like mortified for them. And I saw, <laughs> and I mean, the, to the point where like out of tune, like stopping and like for like two or three minutes at a time during a set. Can you imagine how long, you, you know how long that feels I mean, oh, on sure. stage. Can you imagine like dead air? It's like being on radio. Imagine like dead air for three minutes. With the, with the psychs. And just like, so they must have had a very good recording, very good demos. You know what they said? Oh, totally. And, 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 but like, I remember seeing them. I'm like, how, how is this band signed when they're like, they have no idea what they're doing. And like, then, you know, the shoegaze, it wasn't, it wasn't shoegaze music, but they're just staring at their shoes the whole time. Sure. Like, and I was like, man, oh, <laughs> like no one said anything. To them. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, answer to the question, yeah. I would just say, I mean, it really just depends. Like if, yeah. If you feel like you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. yeah. There's never but a great But some people feel like they're ready and they're, they're not ready. Right. Mm-hmm. Just get your feet wet. You'll get feedback. So. You know, I, I, again, it's a, the only way to really get gig ready is to like play some stinkers. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like much like a podcast in a new space. I'm going to have to record like a handful of episodes. <laughs> again with, and again. With, with, yeah. with unnecessary problems. So yeah. you're guinea pigs. Ryan Dowden. Yeah. Thanks for the question, my man. So we got John Knoll. How important do you think an online presence is for an artist nowadays? Very. Granted, some musicians have found success not even leaving their home via YouTube, Instagram, whatever, and others have no luck, luck being the key word. I'll take this one. Uh, you're two for two so far, yeah, so go no, ahead. No, you said, okay. Hey, you're so the ahead. guest. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, it is more important than any. <laughs> I would think like no matter how your music sounds, you have to have, it's, it's, it, it, it really sucks to say, but I really think like you have to have an, as much of an online presence, not even like, Hey, we have a Facebook page. Like, um, I, I feel it's my opinion that like you should have a website, you should have an Instagram, you should have a Twitter. Like the more, it doesn't take long to set those things up. And, the more of an online presence you have, the easier it is just for people to find your music, good or bad. But um, for, for you to think, like, my, your music's good enough, you, you'll hear it at live shows. You know, I would say maybe 2% of the people that have listened to our music have yeah. been to one of our shows. So and I, uh, I think it's very, I think it's crucial, if not very important. I think the bar's been set really high, too by very popular people that are easily accessible online right. because like in a way, a lot of people feel like they're, they're friends right. with these people. Yeah. They don't feel like they're fans. Like the, yeah. that line's really blurred. It is. Yeah. So it's, you definitely, it's like why it's sure. Maybe 10 years ago yeah. it was like, oh, okay, you know, you could be a fan of Kanye West. Right. Or you could be a fan of, you know, you could be friends with somebody that, also makes music, but you have a more direct connection to them. So maybe yeah. it's easier to 
kind of pay attention to what they're doing on a day-to-day basis because you don't know yeah. what a Kanye West or, right. you know, Breaking mm-hmm. Benjamin or whatever yeah. is doing on a daily basis. I don't know why those are my two. But yeah, that's, yeah. Which just makes <laughs> Anyways, it so accessible. Uh, but yeah. yeah, now it's like, you know what, it's like everybody knows what Kanye West is doing all the time or right. Cardi B or whatever. Right. So I'm not as fucking cool as Cardi B. Yeah. yeah. So of course everybody's eyeballs are going to get linked towards that. So you yeah. have to try your hardest to at least... I mean, if you want to play that game, you yeah. got to try your hardest to be a part of that game. Right. I think it's just like every step in the evolution of what you want your music to become. You know, if the if your end game is hopefully like income replacement, like I don't care what you do for a living. I think the standard like response from any current musician is like, I don't care how much I get paid as long as it replaces my current income. That would be like a dream. If sure. you could just play in a band and you're making whatever amount you're making in your mm-hmm. dream job. It's not, I don't feel like, I feel like the bar went from like, I got to be a millionaire or I got to be a rock star selling out stadiums to like, oh my God, it's so flooded with music right now. The scene, like to what am I comfortable with? Yeah. What am like, I it's like, man, if I could just, you know, replace what I'm making and pay my rent or pay my mortgage, that would be amazing. So, um, the only way you go about doing that is, you know, having your music out there f- to, for the most, ears to be able to capture that and listen to it so the other thing too i mean it's hard to speak about on behalf of instagram right now because he mentioned granted musicians have found success not leaving their home via instagram or youtube Mm -hmm. i would say it's safe to say now a lot of the youtube famous people yeah it's been very temporary yeah right like there's maybe a few it's the 15 minutes of fame that you're just getting i feel like most of them aren't music based yeah and if that's that's like what you're chasing you know what i mean if you want to be the next taze on day yeah Yeah. chocolate rain or whatever (laughs) like that's that quick you went that quick i mean if you want to do that you know maybe in 10 years you can get played at myspace night but aside from (laughs) that like (laughs) that's gonna be the the best thing going for you well, like, how do you deal? Because you're in that two bands. You're in Grey Walkers. You're right. in Skakes and New Valley Alliance. And they're so, very like, different. They're very different. Right. So how do you deal with, like, okay, now you have two Instagram accounts. Now you deal with two. I have, I have about, if you, okay, so if you take, like, because I have Sykes, I have Grey Walker, I have the podcast, I have um, MySpace MySpace, Night, yeah. That. I have my job. I have um, Brutal Beer Fest. Oh, a so couple, you are, yeah, a you couple, a, a couple different things, and then you times that across all the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Like I manage about two dozen social media pages, right? Um, and the only way that I deal with it is that I just simply don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that—that's really all I could do. Like I have like a, I have an Excel spreadsheet, so I give a shit to the point where I have a spreadsheet where I post daily on each thing, and it that's- just makes sure that. It, it, that sounds like you're giving a shit. Yeah, just it so. just helps me make sure <laughs> that I'm at tiny least bits, the regular. That the I'm regular. at least posting yeah. a couple times a week on each yeah. thing, just so I can keep track of it, and so nothing falls under the wayside. Right. But uh, aside from that, I don't put, I don't invest a whole lot into it. I definitely don't invest as much as I maybe should if I wanted to play that like social media game. Like right. I really suck at keeping up with the stories like said, and all that you stuff. Have- 12 of them that you're dealing with. So you're doing like, okay, this on this day, this on this day, this yeah. on this day, you're doubling up maybe twice on a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So I th- if I only, if I only had like a couple, like if it was just like me and like the band page, I, yeah. it, I could see myself like being able to play that game a lot better. But mm-hmm. now it's like, cause each thing that I do too is like a completely different part of my brain. 
So I feel, you know, rather schizophrenic at times, just right. trying to like yeah, yeah. tap into different things. Cause like the way, uh, the way people react to things on Instagram, it's not the same content that that it gets people on Twitter to react. Yes. Or the yes. same. Yeah, I'm so. still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Twitter. I, I, it's, it's funny. Cause I'm probably, I, I run most of our social media and I feel like I do a really bad job of it because if I look back at like our Instagrams and, and, and other things, I'm such a big fan of, tons of pg like pgh musicians that's why like you know founded indie rock fest and stuff i like retweet and repost like all these other bands like on our personal band like i'll be at their show and i'm like oh you know like essential machine right now like they killed it and i'm like putting their videos up like on our stuff yeah which is great what i want to do and then i look back like if anyone was trying to check out our music on our socials they might have to dig a bit like to see that so like I mean, I'm just totally deeply in love with the music scene here as, as you are as yeah. well. And like, you at least have like site, well, like that, this, that was, this podcast to like, kind of like funnel that. That was also another know? reason why for a long time I didn't have, um, all these different social media accounts for mm-hmm. a long time. I was running everything through just my own personal pages, Okay, but it became, it's too much static. Cause it's like, what exactly am I promoting? Things are getting lost. You know what I mean? Right. There are some people that are friends with me that could not give a fuck less about Sykes or about the podcast. They just, yeah. I'm in Greywalker, so that's they're they, they're interested. Your in focus on the metalheads. Then yeah. there's people that are on the flip. There are people that hang that know me because of the podcast. They don't right. give a fuck about mm-hmm. my bands. They don't care. Right. Yeah. So I created all this different uh, the different social media things so I could at least divide everything. Now it's like my personal page. It's just like oh like. It's like pictures like me and my girlfriend and like records. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just like very like normal. What are you listening to yeah, right now? Very yeah. normal, like like the, 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 the that kind of stuff. And then like anybody that cares about psych stuff, well, there's a, it has its own universe now. And then right. nice. so everything, it's a lot more to manage it in terms of like functioning multiple pages. But I feel like it's getting received better by the people that are more interested in it. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, cause that now they have it's an easy way to pay yeah. attention to it because yeah. it's just right there. So rewind real quick. <laughs> Indie rock fest. Yes, sir. Let's talk about that. Okay, cool. Uh, Indie rock fest, um, is a music festival that, uh, we started uh, back in 2016. So we just had our fourth one. And the impetus. Thank Ooh, you. A new hope. A I, new need, hope. I need an applause. I need an applause. Make a note. I need an applause button. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's all in the beta. It's all it, in the beta it, testing. I'm putting it in my notes right now. I, I love telling this story because it was, it was, I feel it was such a cool way that it all started. So long time back ago. Back in 2016, um, we were playing the, the, the X's Winter Rock Showcase, right? It happens every year. And there was, uh, there was a total of five bands. It was, us, it was the show, the Dove Wires, it was the, There You Are, and A Little Less Human, and Stand Up Broadcast. So those five. and Stand Up Broadcast? Stand, stand Up Broadcast. That's our comedian. That's our comedy set right there. Yeah. And, uh, After Hours. That's another event. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. And, and just, just you know, showing my age a little bit, I'm, like, I'm on the older end, and, it, and Stand Up, this, I, we've been together for about five years, and I was never in the music scene in Pittsburgh before. So... I'm hit, I'm 40 now. I just turned 40. So I'm hitting the music scene at 35. I don't have any baggage from anybody. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, so I walk into this Winter Rock Showcase and I, I just love on everybody because uh-huh. like everyone was great and they were super cool. And the thing that 
the downside of playing the showcase is, is they give you like 10 minutes. To play. Okay. They're like, go up, play your 10, 15 minutes. Do they have like a back th- line up there? Yeah, everything's okay. back mm-hmm. line. It's all crowd participation. Whoever claps for you the most. Now, we're playing against a lot heavier bands, and we're like a light, and especially back then. I think we the first light. one, there was only the three of us. We started as a trio. Yeah. Um, uh, Holly was playing drums, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're, you know, obviously we don't win or anything, but I really honestly enjoyed everyone's company. And, and it wasn't combative. It wasn't like uh, super um, like uh, competitive. Yeah. Know? We yeah, had a really good more. time. We were just hanging out. So I'm like, you know what? Guys, we got to play a show together and where we all got like 45 minutes sets. So I booked our first big gig and it called Indie Rock Fest. And it was like, it's, it was always a Cativo for the first three years, which is a really great uh, venue run by amazing people. Um, really big fans of that, of them. And <clears throat> so that was the first one. So and it was a really nice turnout. So the first year was five bands. The second year, um, and, and the idea behind the event is that all the money raised goes to the musicians involved. So um, if we have sponsor money or anything, like, I don't take any of cut. I literally just treat it like, I love hosting parties, so I just pay for everything. Like, throw the event, the money for the event space and rent it. And then any money um, gets split um, to help, like... Uh, Bands, you know, get a demo together or an EP or for merch, get some merch yeah. t-shirts, you know. So the first year was uh, just the five bands. Second year, I, I kind of went out of my league a little bit and did 12 bands, and we rented both stages at Cativo. So the way down. I like Hell to yeah. compare yeah. all these, because they were in the fourth version, is this has been the Star Wars. We've had the <laughs> Phantom Menace. We've had the Clone Wars, which... Yeah, nobody's favorite. I don't yeah. know if anybody. Yeah. And then, like the third one, we finally got like yeah. our feeding. The third, like, third year, there was eight bands, and so the, the second year was cool because it was it like when a set ended, you'd run upstairs and go see the second. So we never had any overlap, so we weren't competing with the yeah. artists. And I hate to say this, but the the the, the last year we just had it in April. Um, the new hope. The new the fourth the, one. Yeah, <laughs> it was at was at Rock Spirit Hall upstairs. And it was absolutely amazing. We brought in, because the, the thing I've realized is we've always had really, I think, in my opinion, like really amazing acts, and we weren't getting people in. And the problems, and I, I mean, I gave it three years, and the problem was like parking and like not being able to get there. So we tried Spirit, and we rented the big hall, and which is more parking, there's like a lot more room. And we had a ton of people. We doubled the revenue, and we made more money. And we had 12 bands this last year, too. So we won five bands, 12 bands, eight bands, and then this last year was 12 bands. And we made, like, close to $2,000 every band. Killer. Walked with 150 bucks, which, like, that night, which isn't a ton of money. I mean, I can't wait to get it to, like, this year I'm going to be working more on sponsorships. So um, it's already booked for Spirit for April 11th of uh, 2020. Killer. And the first two years were in June, which com- June like summer, and it was competing with like Deutschtown and Millville oh, Music yeah, Festival. That sucks. So mm-hmm. now we are slated the last two times, and this will be the third year. It's been in April, so it's like kicks off the festival season. So it's like us, then Mu- Millville Music Festival, then Deutschtown, and it's been great. Like we actually partnered with Millville. I'm from Shaler. I'm a Shaler guy, so I, I-, I love. Uh, Everybody on the board at Millville Music Festival, they sponsored us. So we kind of like returned the favor. So, um, yeah, looking forward to more of that partnerships and just 
keep making it better every year. There you are, the band There You Are and Senior Broadcast. We're the only they've made it all four years. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have it's yep. gonna be the fifth year. So killer. I'm gonna do like a five timers club and get like robes made or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> that band next year. So. That's awesome. No, Thank I think you. that that's great that yeah. you know you're just taking that extra initiative to do something that's bigger than, you know, yourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's, Which just, I, there's so many good people in this scene and every everybody needs help and I'm just honestly fans. And, and the one thing I will mention that kind of sets our festival apart is it's totally curated. So um, we don't have an open submission. Um, and the main reason for that is we're active enough in the community that we like to see and promote people that are just grinding away. Oh, totally. That, that yeah. need the exposure. So I, the other festivals are there, you know, to help bands that are like high school or like, they just need their first gig and need exposure where, you know, if we're going to be raising money and paying out for people, like we really want to make sure it's going to people that like really need it and need the exposure and the money for it. It's nice even beforehand because you're like bleepy things was one yeah. of those. And like young lungs, we know them personally. Yeah. I know them. Like I've drank yeah. with them. I've seen them out right. at email karaoke at MySpace night right. at these like different events. And so it's nice to help out your friends. It's nice to be like, hey, yeah. I want to help you try to get a gig and get you money. So like, because they, I love they, your band. Hell yeah. And to go from there. And, too. and we, in the last two years, we started in, incorporating hip hop. So BB Guns, uh, and we had them in Back Alley Sound. You had um, Walkman too, right? Uh, well, that was two years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we made a hip hop block this year because I found like they're a super responsive community, like the hip hop community. And there's, mm-hmm. Because we've reached out to like some folk people and something and didn't get like much of a good response. So I don't want it to be a misnomer. Indie Rock Fest is just not indie rock music. It's like we had Jenny and the Jags, which is like almost alt country. We had, you know, Native Alloys, which is like straight, like good, like rock and roll. And we had a nice, we had Abstract Theory, BB Gun, or I mean, Abstract Theory, Walkman, and Back Alley Sound. And we had like a nice block of hip hop, like in the middle of the festival. So we're going to keep like growing on that. Eventually, we might just have like a like a hip hop stage, and then have you know like indie alt like kind of rock stage. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's whatever. Uh, how much money we can raise, and you know, I don't want I, I don't want to get it so diluted that you're like, oh, you got twenty bands, how you all have fifty bucks? Like, yeah, my totally. goal is like, if totally. I can give a band three, four, five hundred dollars each, it would be amazing. So I'm trying to get my sponsorship up, you know, for next year. So. That sponsorship grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no good at it. Yeah, with like, with brutal beer fest, I kind of kept my hands out of all of that. Yeah, honestly, it's just I, I know what I'm good at, what I'm not yeah. good at. <laughs> Although yeah. it wouldn't be a bad skill to learn. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way. I just I just don't like asking people for money. And 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 my my employer now is uh, I'm giving them a shout out. It's Urban Capital Group, where if you open your Sunday paper and it says Home Buyers of Pittsburgh, like. Uh, we flip houses. We're like the biggest house flipping company. And uh, it's it's run by like two younger guys like in their 30s and late 20s. And they're really great guys. And they're huge music fans too. So they've been our biggest cash sponsor oh, that's the last awesome. two years. And um, half of Standard Broadcast actually works for them. So it's our guitar player and myself uh, uh, work for Urban Capital. And we're contractors. And we, and we, we help renovate houses around Pittsburgh. So... They've been like our main money sponsor. I'm so glad that they are because like I don't like asking people for anything. Sure. So, um, yeah, that could be. But I got to change that mm. if I want to like get uh-huh. money raised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Let's uh, 
Let's dig back into okay. these listener questions. What questions. do you say? I think we got some. I think we got some good ones. Oh, Jennifer Lynn. Favorite food to cook on the grill. It is Memorial Day weekend. Oh man, we got a grill. lot, a lot to chat about here. So, uh, I guess what I'll do start you got? this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, start that one. Start. What do you so got? What do you I got? don't eat red meat, so I don't eat no burgers, none of the steaks and everything. But I can cook like a good chicken. Like you marinate it, simple <sighs> marinade. Cook that up, just let it, and then like it's that's, oh, that's it's worth it. I am awful at cooking. I know, really. You just you gotta keep it moist. You oh, just keep it going. Like that's it. So like oh. So, like, it's the chicken and, like, even going through, it's the hot dogs. I can easily go for that. I'm so. a kibasi guy. Thank you, kibasi, too. Kibasi. That is absolutely 100% worth it. So, yeah. uh, from Pittsburgh and that. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Tell you also. Well, I, I am a vegetarian. Oh, I, uh, but I do enjoy making just, like, veggie burgers, veggie yeah. dogs on the grill. That stuff's okay. Okay. But... Uh, you ever you ever grill like some corn on the cob? Yeah, like, throw a big yes. potato yeah, on a yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Asparagus, grilled yeah. asparagus, yeah. a little salt yeah. on that. Uh huh. Yes. So, do you cook with jackfruit also? Since you're vegetarian, I don't. I do eat jackfruit. Oh, yeah. I have not had any positive experiences in my end result of working with jackfruit. Physically. Okay. We both had amazing jackfruit barbecue at Millville Music Festival. Oh, I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even realize until after I ordered that it was a vegan like. Oh really? Stand. It was well, that's awesome. Then, it was at then, the like, library. Ordered, I'm like here, and she and she was like, oh, and he pointed out to me because he, he was standing. We're actually watching Dan Getkin and Twelve Six, who are, are really good, and they were indie indie rock alumni too, and uh, <laughs> so we're watching them, which is a great show. And and we ordered this pulled pork. It's pulled pork sandwich. I thought I was getting a pulled pork sandwich. Sure, pulled. And he's like, yeah. he's like, you know, you just ordered like vegan pulled pork. I'm like. No. There he is, just and, like halfway yeah. through, being like. And then I got it. it was like, just totally I got, couldn't good. tell the difference. So I wish, I really wish I could remember the name of that stand because the two women running it. Were it was at really the sweet, really Millville nice. Library setting. Yeah. So yeah. wherever you are, like, thank you, thank, thank you so yeah, much no, for those burgers. I think there's a lot of really, really cool um, vegetarian and vegan stuff that people just unfortunately like look over, just because. I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, I've. I haven't eaten like meat in close to 10 years now at this point, but like, I totally get it. Like I totally still miss like a good old, like juicy burger or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I get it, but I do think that there's a lot of stuff that people poo poo for no good reason. reason, And I think you could, I think you could blind taste test a lot of people on some shit, especially stuff like, like pulled pork, it gets smothered in barbecue yeah, right, sauce. Exactly. You're just tasting exactly. that flavors yeah, and everything. You're like, you could, yeah, yeah, you could probably eat a shoe with that sauce on it. <laughs> yeah. It would taste the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, my sister's vegetarian too. And when I was down uh, visiting her last time, she always you know, has stuff that cooks and I always try. And I, I can totally understand. I can appreciate how people can just eat that way. So, yeah, it was tons of very tasty stuff. <laughs> meat related. So. All right. Oh, I'm getting people are oh, liking right. stuff. All right. Christina. Santa Vica? You know, I don't know how to pronounce your name, last name, Christina, and I apologize. She's going to be on the show soon. She, she plays in the band The Shadow Event. They're coming on. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> Christina asks, oh, wait. There's two questions. I'm going to go with this first one. I'll do both. I'm excited. Who, yeah. in, your, who in your band would you share a bed with? I'm gonna have to say this man because we we are the two original band members, so we we've had the longest relationship. Why are you putting me on the spot, man? Why? why? I feel like I have no, to it's say fine. you. It's fine I, if you don't say I feel like I have to say you, but 
Jeff's probably the quietest. Jeff's the quietest. I don't think he <laughs> snores. But then there's Adam, and I feel like he would just spread out because yeah. he's that guitarist, but he's so talented that he would just be yeah. pushing me aside. And he knows Krav Maga. So I know. You might get so some elbows. I'm going to get a lot of elbows. So you, you know what? I would share the bed with you. Oh. I would, the couch, even, and everything. Oh, baby. Yeah. As long as I can be Big Spoon. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'll be Little Spoon. There's a, there's a, there's a response below it from Ryan Dowden said, y'all get beds. Most people are limited to floors in the space they can make in the van. Well, I'm a carpenter, so I can make a bed anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say this. Um, so in most circumstances with uh, Sykes doesn't really play out of town too much. We do have mm-hmm. some stuff coming up at the end of June, though. Nice. So yay. Nice. That's, nice. I guess by, at the time this airs, that's like in a couple weeks. But uh, Grey Walker goes out of town enough. Right. And if we do get a hotel, we usually get um, it's just like two beds yeah. right. and I'm always the person that volunteers to just sleep on the floor. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. I'm usually like, I've been younger in high school. We used to go to like different, like we went to Philadelphia, we went to Cleveland, even in college, we went to there and I was always that guy being like, ah, I'm just, I'm going to pass out here. I'm going to yeah. be fine. So I, I, I usually opt to take the floor because whenever we get home, I'm the psychopath. that's like getting on the hotel Wi-Fi and catching up with work right. for like the next two hours. Yes. So yeah. like everybody else is passing out anyways. It's yeah. like, I'm just going to stay over here. I'll work on this and then I'll sleep. No, we're actually, we're uh, very much looking forward to playing out of town. Like, uh, I, I love to play like Chicago, Cleveland, some, mm-hmm. some regional, but I, I do have a family, I have a wife and two kids. So it's kind of hard to do those like you know if we if we were if i was single it would be probably playing a lot more and also <laughs> just trying to like well no i mean out of town where I, I without the obligations and and it's hard like i don't want to go too long without seeing my kiddos and stuff too but um you know it i also am a big uh, i i really feel like you should really build your base where you're at you know i, I don't have a you know, we're, we're still, I, the, the one thing that keeps us active in the Pittsburgh music scene is our trajectory is still like on the upswing. Like we haven't topped out and like everyone's written, you know, stories about like in the city paper, we haven't got articles and stuff like people still really don't know who we are. Sure. So, so it's like, I, I feel like it's, it, you know, when we start getting asked to play. Out Not until town, after this podcast you know, like, event. I don't have this huge hard on to play Cleveland when I'm still trying to get people to show up for Pittsburgh shows. Totally. And and I think that's like a really important thing, you know, and I know, you know, if you want to go the route of being on a label or having people look at you, a lot of things like, Hey, can you sell out a show in your own town? And if you can't do that yet, like really try to focus up on that, like, and, and make sure you can, you know, and like, we're like kind of like on the older end of the bands in Pittsburgh. So if you, if you're in your thirties or forties and you get like, friends to show up to two bands like two shows a year you're doing good like so we started like pacing our shows out six to eight weeks like minimum and we have like it'll be over by the time this airs but we have a nice really big show at at funhouse on the 14th we're actually playing dve that morning so that's our big first name on the coffee on dve so we're super pumped for that you guys will that'll come and gone by the time this airs but hopefully uh we're not terrible and uh (laughs) but yes we have that and then uh, Deutschtown, and then we're just kind of taking it easy for a while, and, and we're going back to uh, write our second full-length album. So cool, yeah! Congrats on fun. that. Thank, Thank you. you. Had Thank another you. issue with the cable here. I also was so caught up in our talking that I didn't notice the camera stopped recording. So we'll have about like eight minutes of no footage, but we still uh, have audio. Got it. Okay. We still have That's audio. Fine. Okay. Again, 
first day in the space. I apologize. Yeah. I'm not used to this. Okay. I'm, I'm still working through all this stuff. Uh, yeah. Do we got any more questions up in here? I forgot to hit that. I still, I still don't have quite a grip on how this mouse thing works. I need to make it so when I go left, it goes over there. Because I'm like looking to the left, but moving the mouse right. So you keep moving it. Yeah, yeah it's, that's not weird. All right, you only get one question, Christina. I apologize. We could talk some more when you're here. Ah, uh, Steve. I love Steve. All right, Steve Pierce. This looks like this is going to be our last listener question okay. of the day. Steve Pierce, is there anything you do on gig day that's different from a non-gig day? Any rituals, et cetera? That's a good question. So I'm, I watch hockey. I was a theater major, so I am very superstitious. I am very like... I got to wear the same underwear on gig day. I got to like, I plan out my clothes and everything. I'm just like, okay, what's going to be appealed to the audience. Okay. What's okay. Where are we playing? Like Millville music festival. I was like, all right, I'm going to wear a Pittsburgh shirt because that's, that's what we're doing. So we're going to wear that Pittsburgh shirt. So I'm going to wear that and like representing Commonwealth press. So I'm like, all right, have the Pittsburgh shirt. It looks like the golden state warriors. They, they won. They've been doing well, like representing my West coast and everything. So I always try to get there early, get the parking space. I'm there just like I'm listening to good music. I'm just so focused and everything. So I'm walking into Millville Music Festival, put down my instrument, and then Nate comes in. And uh, somebody else is wearing a Pittsburgh shirt too. <laughs> yeah, I change. Uh, typically, I, my, my only thing, my only tradition is I, um, and I've kind of like posted some some things online about this. Like I'm a big fan of like hashtag like, uh, like pimp your other bands. Like I always try to wear another local band that I've bought their cheer, like, like uh, your fellow front man kind of thing. So, um, like, like today, I, like I said, essential machine, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. And they just happen to be a local band and nice. I don't know if you've ever had them on, but, uh, they're fi- like happen to be a family band. It's like a mom, dad, and they're like 18 year old son. They're just absolutely amazing. And, um, but yeah, that's my only thing, uh, to answer Steve's question, who is one of the most amazing artists, like in Pittsburgh too, him and Zach right yep. there, like, uh, yep. really great guy. I got, um, he put, he was at Indie Rock Fest. This was the first year we had a uh, fine artist too. Um, but yeah, I, my only tradition is that I wear, try to always, uh, wear another band, local band's, uh, t-shirt to help promote them. So what about you? What about between yeah, what about Gray you? Walkers and Kites? Do you have a different tradition for both or you go in the same way? You know, I, I've thought about this because this is actually something I've been... It's kind of interesting that he asked this because I've maybe he caught it off of an episode or two. But I know that I've been asking bands about if they had like band practice rituals or like places they like to go eat after shows, things like that. We have that. Actually. We have that before, yeah. yeah. Before practice, yeah. Those, those yeah. kind of things. Uh, but, you know, I don't really think there's anything specifically that... I do with either project for the most part. It's just like, I don't know, uh, over planning and over stressing. Yeah. It's oh probably, my my, probably my, yes. my yeah. rituals for events. That's how I am. Cause I'm the one that like pretty much books all the shows. I'm always there first and, and the rest of the band comes later. So. You're turning on the lights. Like yeah, we'll get yeah. to the venue and you're turning on the lights, yeah. like cleaning like the tabs. Hours early. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. It's interesting because like I'm second in line because I'm the hardest instrument. I am like, okay, how are you going to get plugged in? How trying to mic a cello, trying to do everything. And it's finally gone to like, you're using my amp as a DI box, like just plug in the back and you're in control of my sound. So it's interesting hearing into like the different sound people and trying to figure out my sound. And luckily, because I've been using my amp as a DI box, 
they're finally getting used to that. And so yeah. it's like getting in their second, just being like, okay, what's the sound guy like? Okay. It's this person or like going out to spirits. I know the spirit sound guys, so I can trust them yeah, working right. on from there too. But if it's a new person, I'm like, Hey, I play cello. You're going to have an XLR cable here. You're going to be in charge of that. I put on the yeah. distortion pedal. I have, you know, a phaser pedal. Be aware of that. Just make Pits- sure your name. You know, Pittsburgh's pretty blast with like good sound. It like, is. Danny yeah. at Smalls, Pete Peters, like those little st- local stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, he like he did our stage at Millville Music Festival, and he did a we did a show at, like uh, Cousins Lounge, which is really great. Yes. And then the guys over at Spirit are mm-hmm. uh, really really good. So yeah, don't have too many problems with sound people anymore. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of that too is just knowing what is a knowing what each venue is like yeah and maybe you know just avoiding some (laughs) well that's 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 so very true i was gonna say as far as like is that it yeah as far as advice to give it's like you know i would say play as many venues as you possibly can we've literally played everywhere except like stage ae any of these and, real and big like, ones. And you know, obviously like a stadium or something yeah. like that. But there's absolutely venues you're like, you like we've played at least every venue like two or three times. You're like, oh man, we like, played why that. do we keep going back? And there's, you know. Uh-huh. So now you, you've learned once to kind of just be like, eh. Mm-hmm. We're busy that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only way, it's kind of like uh, back to Ryan's question at the beginning, like when is a band gig ready? Yeah. I mean, like you really just got to go out and just try everything yeah, yeah. once at it's least. It's the different fields. Like you said, yeah. like it's going to be Southside's going to be different than the North Shore, than Lawrenceville, than here. And, and it all depends. And don't yeah. turn down, especially when you're starting, do not turn down gigs, especially if another bands are asking you because you never realize like the relationships you'll build. Um, even if it's a bad show, like the sounds terrible or whatever, you might make really cool connections with another band or something. So, yeah, like when you're young and you're, or not even young, but when you're early in your music career, just play every, any and everywhere. So. The biggest thing I would say is don't turn down a show because you don't think it makes sense for the bands to play together. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like you know, don't yeah. try to that, don't try to find bands that sound like you and only play with them. I, yes. Yeah. I, have, I had like it's funny because I've we've been doing this long enough, and I set up a lot of shows and all that, and like every once in a while, I'll get a band. They'll say, "How many people are you expecting?" And I'm like, that goes right through me. It's like, like how many, how many people do you think are going to show up? Like, and it's a, it's like not a, a prevalent band. Like it's a younger, like a, sure. Up and coming. And if you're ever even thinking that you're near that mindset, it's like, you should not be playing. <laughs> like, so it's, you know, if you're playing for 10 people, if you're playing for 500 people, uh, you know, give it the same effort. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of gigs where we played for 10 or 15 people and, I don't think I've sang any less hard or like, you know, the band's given it all. And, you know, when we get into those scenarios, even like recently, you just treat it as a live band practice and just have fun. And, you know, we, we had a great, we had a Jenny, Jenny and the Jags. We played, um, taking back Mondays. She has a really great show right at cousins lounge. It's a Monday night. And there was, nobody was there. there. It was hands down one of the most fun shows we've had in the last year. And everyone clapped, like everyone was super involved. It was really intimate. And Jenny was like a super great host. So it, it like don't turn down those gigs because you think no one's going to be there. Or no one cares. It's a, it was a great experience. It was more, a more fun experience than we've had when we played for you know, a couple hundred people. Yeah. So, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Let's dig into some, uh, some things that don't involve music. Okay. I've been doing like a just kind Ooh. of like a suggested thing. I, I guess there will be some music in this, but um, 
the first thing I want to do is my you got to eat this segment. <laughs> so please keep just, all the sound effects. I was like. just at the Smiling Moose. <laughs> And I don't know. I mean, a lot of people still don't know that the Smiling Moose has a really good kitchen. Our kitchen's amazing. Yes. There. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fucking unreal. It, it, it's amazing. Yes. I, 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 uh, I, uh, I ran into my friend Shane from Buffalo Rose outside of the Smiling Moose. I guess they were playing down at the Rex Theater oh, nice. on Friday. Okay. And he stopped in and he said that, you know, somebody had told him that he needed to come down to the Moose and get the shrimp po' boy. Yes. That's very good. That is, it. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, the food here is great. And he was like, I wasn't too sure. And then somebody else that was just outside was like, the sandwich is really good. Like, you yeah. just heard him talking about it. <laughs> the drunken so, crowd just, yeah, you should get, and like, get that. I, mean, I remember the way I felt like back, it was probably almost 10 years ago now when they, they started serving yeah. food out of mm-hmm. the kitchen. And I remember being like, what? No yes. way. And then yeah. I had something and I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I thought by now more people might already know, it's still be aware good, of that kitchen. But I think there's, still, secret. there's yeah. some people that still don't know about it. So Smiling Moose, got to eat it. Yeah. You guys got anything? Uh, so our, um, our, our ritual every Monday. Do you want to go for rituals or like? I'll go for me- the ritual. Well, it could be a ritual yours. slash recommendation. So, well, yeah, I, well, I have a recommendation, but you can start with the okay. ritual. All right, every every we have band practice every Monday night, which I highly recommend to everyone out there because Mondays are terrible, right? So it's something to look forward to. And nothing's on open night, in Pittsburgh right? on Monday, so it's like, yeah, why not? So every Monday before practice, uh, Leland and I meet. We eat at the dive bar in Lawrenceville, which is amazing. The food is so good. The, the oh, the bar. place it's called dive. They call the yeah. dive bar. Yeah, called dive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's nothing bad on the menu. It's great. You go for happy hour. They have yeah. like half yeah. off apps and you just get like a dollar off of the draft beers. And it's just great because you leave with two appetizers and two beers and like 25 bucks. Yeah. And that's including the tip. Right. And it's just chill. It's relaxed. And it gets you warmed up. Bartender's for a really cool. That's it. So like you have two stouts and you're just stumbling up ready to play band <laughs> practice. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I'm from the South Hills, <laughs> and you mentioned the sandwich place, Parker's PGH. There is a great sandwich, and it's a steamed sandwich. So they load up everything. They put in a steamer, steam it up. The cheese is melted. The bun is nice I've and soft and everything. I've never had a steamed else. sandwich. Oh, my I God. I have either. Oh, it's so good. And where's this It's, have, it's in uh, Brookline. Brookline. Brookline Boulevard. It's right next to the post office. It's delicious. And it's like all custom-made sandwiches. So it's just like you're getting like – chicken you're getting like all all local stuff there too absolutely worth it so like if you're in that area hit me up i'm like maybe two minutes away walking (laughs) what was the name of that spot again parker's pgh (laughs) thank you hell yeah and uh so that's that but you know what you gotta see this so last night okay i watched spirited away for the first time in a long time i had seen it before uh Point proven. So Spirited Away, it's it's an animated film. It is a Japanese animated oh, yeah. children's yeah. film. Uh, it's pretty old now at this point. It's probably like 15 or 20 years old at this point. But I hadn't watched it in a really long time. And my girlfriend, Stacy, we were babysitting her niece and nephew for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we put it on for them. And it was really fun getting to watch them watch it. And I hadn't seen it in so long. And there, I know there are still yeah. people that haven't seen this movie. Yes, yeah. And I think it's a like an absolutely beautiful, fantastic movie for people of all ages. And if you've never seen it, you got to see it. Yeah. Spirited away. Yeah. Nice. 
Nice. Any recommendations on uh, movies, film, TV? One of my favorite movies of all times is Burbs with Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of becoming a call classic, but man, that's just that resonates with me still from like being a kid. And I love watching it with people who haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, that's just go check it out. What Burbs. I'm watching now on Netflix is Castlevania. Okay. It's so. Have you seen that yet? Like Castlevania, like the game. So it's based off the game. I've never even heard of this. It is. I love Castlevania. It's animation, so it's yeah. beautiful. But it's that gory animation. So like, okay. I was listening to the Castlevania soundtrack, and I was trying to get more and more into it. And so it's one of those that you put on. I'm like, okay, how's this going to be? And you're watching, like, oh, that's a good storyline. Oh, that's really good. Ooh, that's oh. Oh, okay. And then like in two days, you finish that up just because yeah. how beautiful it is. The plot is like, it's simple enough, but then the second season, it gets complex yeah. and everything. And it's just a different take on like vampires and the Dracula story. And if you like a video game player, like, you know, Castlevania, you just kind of relate to the character. So you're like, oh, I know that. I played that character. Oh, I know that too. So absolutely worth Castlevania. <laughs> Hell yeah. So. <laughs> I dig it. You got anything? Uh, show wise, um, I'm loving Barry. Uh, oh, right fuck, after Game, yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh, and I've always been a huge, huge Bill Hader fan. Like I, I died anytime he was on SNL. And then I was watching all the documentary now. Yeah. I just, I mean, like I can watch that guy like read me his grocery receipt. I think his delivery is just <laughs> so amazing. And then Barry is just phenomenal. And like Henry Winkler, like perfect like counterpart to him. But I mean, I think it's slowly becoming like less of a sleeper and people are, you know, realizing how good it it's, is because yeah, it was on, on right after Game of Thrones. But uh, we, we crushed out that we're, we're, we were caught up in like, you know, a couple days. On that. Nice. I got to check that out. That does look pretty oh, good. You'll love it. It's super, cool. It's great. Barry. Got it. Let's keep it rolling. You got to hear this. So are either of you familiar with an artist called My Brightest Diamond? I'm not, no. I'm not, no. So My Brightest Diamond, it's like a, a solo project under the disguise of a full band of this uh, woman that does this like indie rock slash Baroque pop craziness. Okay. All right. It's really awesome. She's been putting out music for a really long time and she's like been dropping these new singles on Spotify. Okay. And they're really, really good. All of her stuff's good, but just like it's been popping up in my like release radar and like every time she recently... She puts out something new. I'm like, this is so fucking good. I try to share it around. It yeah. always falls yeah. on deaf ears. Nobody yeah. seems to get it. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? More people need to listen to My Brightest Diamond. So it's oh. definitely, I definitely would check it out. I think if anybody would appreciate it, maybe you two would. Okay. A lot of the time I'm talking to people that maybe have more, uh, we'll say extreme tastes. So they're music. Yeah. this yeah. or on this. Certain yeah. spectrums. And like, it is definitely a little bit more, uh, it's not very extreme in terms of uh you know like what it is yeah. you know it's, it's very beautiful music but it's like right. really emotionally intense really good songwriting that uh, who do you have i have a i have a great one all queued up go ahead so it's interesting that you mentioned like the extremes so like what i've been listening to is i'm going to the used and like i know they just came out with a live album they actually did a cover of shadow of the day by lincoln park beautiful but growing up, I was always that extreme in, uh, with emo music. I was like, you're either My Chemical Romance or you're the used. I'm going to do My Chemical Romance. You're either Taken Back Sunday or Brand New. 
oh, I'm going to do Taken Back Sunday. So now that I'm getting older, I'm listening to like, oh, what is this? You know, the used and everything else. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I had that with Nirvana and Pearl Jam. When is, I was growing but, up. but you yeah. like, what is yeah. this? The used, the used, and this oh, they're so good. Birds and awesome. everything. But then like going back and now re-listening to everything, I'm like, why wasn't it on this team? They're yeah. still around and still making good still, music and, and everything. Way better. <laughs> and, and we're not saying way better, but uh, it was. But I, that's what I've been listening to is just like going back to like older emo and being like listening to that other extreme where it's just like even like Fall Out Boy or Panic at the yeah. Disco. So You know, a band that I never really gave any sort of a shit about or anywhere close to a chance about until I started doing MySpace Night and really digging through was Cute is What We Aim For. It's, There's like some like never, really, they that. write some really catchy songs like it's really good catchy pop rock i mean it's very yes. corny and it, like it's oh. very sassy i kind of oh. like how sassy it is yes. but like they're like really just good solid songs for what they are and i feel like i always slept on them i had an ex-girlfriend that loved that oh, so, so that that's I'm sorry. Why, that little like that, that little hurt right i'm sorry there too. so that's why i, could, I'm like, I totally yeah. i could get i get where you're coming from <laughs> but like i'll try to go back and i'm like oh, can i listen to that so whenever you play it i'm just like okay we're gonna do that <laughs> I'm, like, just like, I'm like everybody's jumping around and then there's me sure fair enough not fair at enough. all there's all, I, it's impossible to make everybody there happy 100 percent of the time oh, yeah, i, I yeah, don't yeah. know how because you do it, it it's so like it's so we're pulling from such a wide spectrum of things. I yes. try my best to just always read the crowd. Yes, it is. It's interesting. So you what feel you like what songs are hitting, you're like, oh, they like that. They're like, uh-huh. yeah, like, no, <laughs> it's hard. Well, I mean, there's yeah. some, there's some stuff that's just duds. Uh, you should like, I don't know if you've ever like taken a look at the request sheets. Like when you, I, I refuse to, <laughs> there I is some like, fucking hysterical well, stuff that people try to get us to play. So the case in point, I love shiny toy guns. So whenever you play like lay disco, it is such a good song. It is like, it's going, but nobody dances to that. Nobody gets it. That's nobody a sleeper. That. It that's is a such sleeper. a sleeper. But then yeah. there are people like, what is this? What is, this? I was like, it's lay disco. Like if you watch the music video, if you do this, like there's oh, yeah. so much there, yeah, that. that whole, like that whole demographic of stuff, like your shiny toy guns or mindless self-indulgence, yes. any of that, like yes. electronic driven sort of like rock stuff that fell into that pocket of time. Like that stuff I think is awesome and perfect for my space night, but a lot of people don't get it. So the question that I have is when are you going to do mall goth night again? Because I went to that. <laughs> I, I loved it. I have my trip hands on and everything. I thought else. it was awesome. I just felt like it was kind of a sleeper. You, you played corn. And oh, yeah. I was just like, got the line. I'm just there like <laughs> slapping that bass. Like it's 90 degrees and everything is perfect. Maybe. My one friend has his like dreadlocks and everything. He has his grill in and he's just screaming into the microphone and everything. So it's like. And he keeps bringing it up. And he's like, I love Mall Goth Night. Like you played the Prodigy. You played all this just like underground heavy stuff and it was just like i don't know if nobody showed or just was an off it was night, it was so. a light, it was a light turnout and i wasn't sure like i don't feel like it was bad i think the people that were there enjoyed it okay i definitely think there were some people that showed up that were maybe too serious yes uh, yeah like they didn't even play like front 242 like i don't think that, yeah i don't <laughs> think that they like got the joke that's yeah. it. And, and I felt kind of bad about that. Yeah. Goth. Like, like, I, re- yeah. Goth, like I, mean- <laughs> I remember all the posts that you put up and I'm like, ha ha ha. That really hurts. And I'm like <laughs> looking at the back of my closet being well, like soon. Yeah. Soon you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I totally like, you know, I came from the same 
that's like where I came from. Okay, in that, yeah. Like if I was doing like a 100% genuine to me, yeah. my space night, it would probably be that always. <laughs> but like it's uh. as I've grown over the years, I've learned to appreciate everything. And there's definitely some stuff from all goth night that has gotten adopted into regular rotation. I've noticed like, that. Yeah. I've like noticed. last resort will never leave my space. Yes. Night playlist <laughs> now. <laughs> No way. That's too good. And like some Limp Bizkit, you could get away with break stuff. A little like break stuff. I mean, you can't tell me like everyone had those albums. Oh, totally. Yeah, that, but uh, I will throw one thing at you. One thing I'm thinking of doing is a, um, a Born Too Late MySpace night. Okay. Where we put in some artists that I think just missed the MySpace generation, but totally would play well. Like a Carly Rae Jepsen yes. or like some 21 Pilots stuff. Yes. Right. Uh, they like would. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But not exclusive Lana Del Rey. Like that kind of yeah, nonsense. Like would. still like blend that in with all the other stuff, but just have some of that stuff in there. I, I thought think, that yeah, would be fun. That's going to yeah. be refreshing. And that's yeah. going to bring like out. And capture so. some of the people too. Yeah. That, yeah. that weren't yeah. So that's my idea. I know you've I like been it. to enough. To, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll take your, your, your opinion <laughs> on that. I think I'm in so many photos. I'm looking at just circling i've been like there I are, think, yeah there so, i have i have I, I might have more fun photos of you having fun on my computer than myself per, i like <laughs> that <laughs> i don't know how i take that i don't know <laughs> do you got that secret camera too i thought i'd yeah. post that up okay uh-huh. right. my sleeper for i want to hear for yeah. musicians has has nothing to do with that genre but i'm more of a piano rock guy because I play piano, right? So I'm, I'm a big fan of the fray and like Coldplay, especially like early Coldplay. Um, but one of my absolute favorite art, current artists that nobody knows about that I talked to is this uh, uh, guy called Tor Miller. He's like 21, 22, really young guy. He's on Glassnet Records, so like he's and he's he's from New York, uh, New Jersey area, and. Uh, I think I feel like like his vo- his I absolutely love his vocals, but I think people either like love him or hate him, like sure. kind of vocals within the first like two minutes of like hearing it. And his stuff is just he writes all of his own music, which I I think is really great. Uh, all very like ultra personal, like love songs up, but kind of like not I don't want to say really dark, but uh, just so talented that um, I've just been eating up all his music. He has. Um, he had one EP and then a full length, and he has kind of like a six song, seven song like EP. So, but he's been around for a couple of years now. But Tor Miller, um, I pr- try to promote this guy all the time. He's super accessible on social media, which is really cool to like hear this guy. Like I heard of, I heard his one song on Alt Nation, and I just started following him and, and like shot him like a message here and there, and then like he responds and like my my youngest or my my oldest now who's eight, uh, Owen. Uh, when he was like five or six, was it was love his one song called Carter and Cash was like really dancey. So I like took a video of it and sent it to him, like because we were like messaging back when he like posted it everywhere. I'm oh, like, cool! I'm like, man, you're on Glasgow Records. You're like cool as anything, and uh, what a time to be alive, you know? Like when you can um, talk to someone you really admire and that's doing extremely well in their craft. And for to have that kind of back and forth was really, really special and it was really neat. That's um, fucking awesome. That goes yeah. back to the point that I made earlier just about like artists being accessible. So yeah. how the fuck are yeah. we supposed to compete <laughs> when, you know, yeah. you can message yeah. one of your favorite artists and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But chat that, with that, that online question is it important to have an online print. Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start at there. Start mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So, hey, what was that artist's name again? Uh, Tor Miller. And what did you drop? I totally forgot. I dropped the used. Oh, yeah, that's so we're, right. I'm gonna... <laughs> My brightest time. You got to hear it. 
Cool. Last one we're going to do here. Okay. You got to right. do this. What do you got to do? This is my opinion. I think everybody needs to take a day off from their bullshit and maybe have a cookout or something like that. Hang out with your friends. Okay. Chill out. That's what I said. That's what that's that's it. You got to do. Just take a chill pill. It's funny that you mentioned that because I took off Thursday this past week because I was I was, just, yeah. I was tired. I was tired of everything that was going on and just like I needed that day off. And I keep going to like Nate. I was like, I need a video game day. I need a day where I'm just like, I'm playing video games for like four hours, take a little hour break, and then another four hours. And that's what I did. On Thursday was just like, I'm taking a call and off. Why? I have the sick time. And it was the greatest thing. So absolutely recommend just taking a day for yourself. Not even a cookout, but just doing something that you like to do that you don't get to do. So mine's hyper specific. Karaoke. <laughs> you must all do karaoke. I met my Agreed, wife singing yes. karaoke. Hell yeah. Doesn't matter if you're good or bad. I mean, I am a huge karaoke fan. Especially before I had a band, it's like I'd I'd go out singing all the time. And it's because where do you go to sing if you don't have a band, right? And uh it's a great place to meet people to have similar interests. But if you're horrible, people clap for you and it's amazing. And if you're really good, people clap for you. It's an amazing. The only people, the only time it's annoying when people think they're really good and like with like their finger to their ear and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know. What are you talking? I do that in MySpace now. <laughs> I, I, I get the mic. No, but it gets you up on stage. It kind of breaks that stage right down. Karaoke. Everyone should do it at least once. Yeah, I always feel weird about doing karaoke, um, only because I feel like I I feel like I'm taking stage time away from people that like no, are just time. going there it's to like hang time. out you know what i mean oh, no way. like i feel like it's like and i like there are some people i guess like it, you could do karaoke as somebody in a band and it could be genuine but there's also been times where i've seen people do karaoke and it's totally just like an ego stroke and it really rubs me the wrong way <laughs> yes like yeah. we like, like yeah we all know that you could fucking sing like yeah. No, yeah. nobody nobody here's fucking impressed at like joe's crab shack or wherever the fuck you're doing yes. karaoke yeah. right now see i i can't i can't go to a bar unless i'm shooting pole or like singing karaoke or maybe throwing dark. like I can't just sit. if I'm going to pay and sit and drink I like to do get a something case and drink in my own house totally like so that's what it is for me it's like I'll be in deep in a conversation with you at the bar and we're talking like oh I'm going to go sing it's like a hobby it's just like fun that's how I that's how I no hate I would no look hate. at it yeah so it's it's just something fun to do so my fine but there are very serious people yes yeah to go do is find your own local watering hole go and like your own bar where you can just sit down, you know the bartenders, you can talk to the bartenders. It can be a dive bar, it could be, you know, a high class bar. Sit there and get to know the bartenders. Make that your spot. And yeah. Make that like your flex. So yeah, if you're bringing in people yeah. in that you're like, hey, this is my place. You're coming into there and like, oh, I know, you know, this person, this person, this person. He makes a great tequila drink. He makes a great this. She knows how to serve this. And like, as soon as you have that connection, you like you walk in and you're just you're that duke. You are just like <laughs> Yeah. I I, that I, money, so. I used to live in the south side, so I definitely had my my spots. Oops, yes. But now I live up here and I pretty much I, the, the bars up here I don't really go to. Yeah. But I do go to the Pear and the Pickle Cafe every morning. So okay. I pretty much I flex there. Nice. Like I that, kinda yeah. have like the same <laughs> repertoire there. But instead of like, you know, like 
beers and snacks. It's like breakfast sandwich and coffee. Yeah, okay. So you're switching. <laughs> it's a daytime version of yeah. that. Yeah, and early I got the morning. bean through, man. On, on, on uh, Route Eight, they got iced coffee and their breakfast burritos. I'm there like all the time. So good. Oh, Hell yeah, with it. hot sauce. Yes, <laughs> you have to. Little dash, little yeah. Franks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know. Uh, Wrapping up, we yeah. did all the fun stuff. I like to kind of close things out on a bit more, not necessarily like a serious note, but just more of like something thoughtful to kind of round out the conversation and chat a little bit more about, you know, what you do as a band and as, you know, event promoters and planners and things like that. Mm. So something I've been thinking about a lot is, you know, the classification of like genres and like communities and like building a community based around genres and like the fine line that you walk of like building a bubble or like creating a click and like trying to make it like, you know, inclusive, but like that, like you want it to be inclusive. Like you want everybody to come in, but without having a slight bit of exclusivity to it, it's like, Mm -hmm. why even bother? What's going to make people want to be a part of it? If it doesn't have a, like a a somewhat tinge of exclusivity to it, like how do you balance all of that? Is that anything that, you felt like you've had to struggle with with like indie rock fest or playing yeah. shows with the band. I, I honestly made uh, some conscious choices and decisions because, again, coming into the music scene late, like I, I didn't spend my twenties and early thirties like grinding away here and knowing everybody, and so walking into um, you know shows or booking shows or, or even just going out and seeing other like it becomes extremely obvious to like the lay person like clicks and, and stuff like that. So I've on, I've honestly, I, I'm not going to name names or bands or whatever, but like I know certain people like in different genres and I've made a choice to kind of like force those like into indie rock fest in some, in some of the, sh- the shows, mm-hmm. some of the years yeah. and it's went really well. And, um, uh, it's, it, it's like one, I'll just say Jeremy K would, um, he's very tied in with the smalls circuit and the whole complex here. And, I he had started emceeing like uh, like he came on and was the host and MC for the last cool. two years. And the cool thing about that is he's been a sound guy at multiple venues, so he knows not only the smallest kind of click of people, but he's played other like handbones and he's been a sound guy. So he has helped kind of like streamline and tie in all these kind of different not only like um, just sound, like oh these are just these indie rock bands or these these folk bands or hip hop bands like he blends it all together um, just by being the MC for the night. And so it kind of brings like an instant comfortable like situation because everyone's seen or known that guy. Like you played a show, even if you don't know yeah, him, you've I know, seen I know Jeremy. Yeah. 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 It's like, and I, and you know, just so when you have kind of like that baseline of like, Oh, I either really know him or he ran sound for me at this one venue. I feel somewhat comfortable. And the first two years we didn't have that. And the last two years we did, and they were just better shows. So, um, I totally agree. Um, like w- we, we try to like always play like when we're, especially now we're like trying to play shows with different bands we haven't played before. It's with. interesting. Cause I never understand the competition of music or like battle of the bands. It's right. sort of always be like music should be this connecting thing. Right. So why should I exclude, you know, a metal person whenever they could be very technically advanced on guitar? Why should I exclude a hip hopper? Because that person might have great lyrics, but right, I don't like right. the beat for that too. And that's, I think, the problem with these like little bubbles that they're just like, oh, I have to be better. I have to, you know, step on you. And it's like, no, at the end, whenever you're done with your gig, I'm going to be like, hey, man, great, you know, great gig. 
what do you play? What's your pedals? Like, how did you do right. that? Sure. What did you think of that? And that's why, like, I love this podcast because you break down that well, and you kind of like, you have those walls broken down to talk. Well, a couple so. months ago, we played Club Cafe with Sykes and New Violence. Yeah, that's and, it. Like, our band couldn't be more opposite than Sykes and New Violence. That's but what it was, was beautiful. So cool it was playing yeah. with you. And I was in awe of all the media that you have involved with it, like all the projection and, and all uh, the mixing and the samples and stuff like that. And it was super impressive. And I might not have got to see that live if like we didn't were on, on the same bill, but like you and the other band that we played with, uh, Suavity's Mouthpiece, Mouthpiece yeah. all three bands were just totally separate. Like they were, they're totally one thing and it was a really cool experience. So yeah, I, I, I encourage other bands or acts to so do yeah, the at same the thing. end of to, every to, gig to your please. point before like play yeah, yeah it's like yeah. i want to share that i like if i'm on playing shows i want to play shows with bands that want to be there just as much as i do yes right. yeah like i hate playing shows with bands that don't want to even be at the show yeah like it's, i never understood yeah. that either you, you, it's, like, like, it's like you, you play know, a band and someone's like bored out of their mind like, you show like they, like bands that like show up to gigs late don't bring any sort of merch. Don't talk to anybody and leave early. It's yeah. like, why did you even bother yeah. coming? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't at, get it. At the end of the gig, I just want to like line up, shake everybody's hand and everything. I want I want the shirt exchange. I want a merch exchange. I want to yeah. hold up a Grey yeah. Walkers and you hold standard broadcast and we're there just holding up. And it's just that jersey, that t-shirt exchange. Hey, like, hey, hey. Like, yeah. that's it. It's just like you look at that and it's like real respect's real. And it's like, yes, you yeah. might be metal. You might be that hip hop. I might be that indie. But like, I love what you do because I enjoy music and that's what it should be about. That's so. the thing too. It's like, I mean, it's like you listen to yelly stuff outside of the band and yeah. I listen to not yelly stuff outside of the yes, band. Yeah. Exactly. I mean? right. yeah. But uh, honestly, kudos to you too for five years and for doing this. Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. um, this is an amazing thing. It's like, you know, I, I can really appreciate because I'm, trying not not anywhere close but with indie rock fest it's a similar concept like you're just trying to build the scene there's so many talented the fact that you have a new band every month or so every few weeks that you can interview i mean you have over 200 episodes so it's yeah like, it's, well uh, i do i do weekly but starting now we're doing two episodes a week yeah nice. that's what i mean it's, very nice but like to have <laughs> someone like yourself even, is that a tear even <laughs> doing this <sighs> you know, i just said it out loud <laughs> pro bono he's crying in the you know, corner like we didn't pay anything to oh be yeah, here. No, so, yeah no so thank thank yeah, you thank so much for having us on oh, thank thank you, actually I almost, I almost i almost dumped out my savings getting this new space yeah which it's this, worth uh, it this it place is. everyone out there uh, is amazing try, that try to jacuzzi, get hooked up try to be here uh, the, over there that jacuzzi uh, <laughs> this guy's amazing yes and everything thank you for what you do for up no thank you for coming i really appreciate it um we didn't drop your show your socials your social sure. yeah, where can people yeah. find you uh standard broadcast standard broadcast band.com um and then we were on twitter uh instagram facebook all standard broadcast band so, yeah. Yep. Word. Thank you guys for coming over. Thanks Thank for having us. That is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time. Thank you both for coming over. Really appreciate it. I'll be Thank back you. again next Thank week you. with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! This guy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Great. It was absolutely. <laughs> cool. You're by far the so first, first best interview ever, though.
you're very.